the stars are right and that means it's time for another episode of the whisper in darkness i'm your host the man from lang thank you very much for joining me today on this episode we are continuing with our reviews of the player cards in the path to carcosa investigator expansion this is part two of our look at the guardian cards in the box in this video we are going to discuss let me handle this heroic rescue on the hunt and inspiring presence there are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing if you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or cards that are good in one particular deck get a Bless token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the list of taboos or are simply bad for the big game get a curse token. Before I get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. You all rock. If you'd like to be amazing like these people and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty, Nicole Fiscus, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for their contributions to the channel. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back everyone to our reviews of the player cards in the Path to Carcosa Investigator expansion, the uh, repackaged re-release of the original Path to Carcosa cycle, which was the third cycle of the game. We are taking a look at uh, the Guardian cards. We're sort of taking a look at the cards in the context of uh, when they were released at the time. So if you only have Core, Dunwich, and uh, Path to Carcosa, but we're also... Uh, mentioning if there are any uh, sort of recent cards that either replace these cards or enhance them in some way. I'm uh, primarily looking at the cards from a uh, solo perspective, since that's what I play, and uh, Nate and Matastrophic are uh, tackling... I think, Nate, you play a lot of two-player, and, and uh, Matastrophic is our uh, multiplayer expert. So we have all, the, all our bases covered, the first card we're going to talk about is Let Me Handle This. It is a free event with willpower and combat skill icons. Spirit trait, fast. Play after another investigator draws a non-peril encounter card, but before resolving that card's effects, you are considered to have drawn the, that encounter card instead. You get plus two to each of your skills while resolving that card's revelation effect. Now, I don't play multiplayer all that often, but I, when I do, I know enough to put this card in my deck because it is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. this card is quite good. Yeah, uh, it's um, it's Guardian's um, Board of Protection, effectively. Yep, I have that in my notes too. Was like, in practice, this card ends up just being worse protection because like yeah. not, not only does it like get the threat off your your teammate but then it gives you the plus two boost to pass whatever test it is anyway or yes. an enemy you can just yeah. grab it so it's like my goodness this is so good yeah i think that's actually my one tip for the audience is don't focus too much on the plus two grabbing an enemy off of somebody from all the way across the table doesn't have to be in your uh doesn't have to be in your location is yeah. uh pretty is actually like really good yeah um, it's really like really good yeah this is this is very in like three or four player you're gonna save someone's butt because you when you have when you're in four player and you have four encounter cards being drawn a turn like at some point someone's gonna get like achilles healed and then you mm -hmm. just save them yeah 
Without having to spend XP, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this one, uh, it's free, which is awesome, especially in Guardians who are uh, a little choked for uh, for resources after they get all their uh, their weapons on the table. The fact that you can grab an enemy from any location on the table doesn't have to be your location is uh, fantastic. And the fact that uh, you can even grab a treachery and get plus two, and for the investigator in the box, Mark Harrigan, you know, yeah. most guardians at this stage have average to above average uh, willpower. So this puts them at a five or even a six. And uh, Mark has three agility, so if you happen to grab one of the agility treacheries, he's at a five as well, which is uh, a pretty solid uh, starting spot. Yeah, and this card has proven itself over the test of too. Yeah, like this is a card that I definitely still consider in my decks. To the... in fact, I think I would go so far as to say that like. It's almost like a staple on a guardian. It makes you because it makes you really feel like a guardian. Where it's like I've got you, bro. You know, and you you protect somebody from something that could be really nasty. It's almost as if the honest is on you to like come up with a reason to not take this card, even you know, mm -hmm. in a multiplayer setting. That is, I could understand not taking it if you're like if you're both playing generalists and you're both are like really good at dealing. You're like pretty good at dealing with everything that hits the table. But if you're playing like a team of specialists, then this is kind of important. Ratings. Elder signs across the board. I think so. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna yeah. give it an elder sign. Yeah, from the three four player perspective, absolutely take two of these. Um, oh, even in I... two player, it's like like you said the okay. Achilles heel problem. You know, that's true. That's true. Yeah. If Daisy doesn't have the means to deal with grasping hands, I was actually thinking that die, uh, like you just don't uh, want to risk it. Cool. Yeah. I was actually thinking that it. in in Mark Harrigan, like he actually likes taking extra treacheries that deal damage. Because what? Because if he uh, if he manages to fail the grasping hands test by one, then like he's kind of happy because he draws a card. Mm -hmm. So this card's really good. Yeah, I'll give it another sign. Yeah. Yeah. From the from the solo perspective, obviously this is an auto fail, but uh, there's no way I can give this card an an auto fail. It's I recognize it's a multiplayer only, and uh, it is a very good multiplayer card at that. So. Uh, Elder signs across the board for uh, let me handle this. If uh, well, check you are not putting this I mean... in your uh, multiplayer deck, I'm not sure what you're doing. You probably don't like your friends around the table. <laughs> you're not playing a guardian, you know, or you're you don't like your friends. Yeah, you want to teach them a lesson. Evade your own stuff, Daisy. The next card we're going to talk about is Heroic Rescue. It is a one-cost event with willpower and combat skill icons. Spirit and tactic trait fast. Play when a non-elite enemy would attack another investigator at your location. Engage that enemy and resolve its attack against you instead. Then deal it one damage. Thoughts on Heroic Rescue? Oh, this card is awful. God, yeah, it is. So bad. It's so bad, but I'll take it over Trench Knife. I would I would much rather play Trench Knife over this. Oh, man. We're going to have to... Oh, wait. No, no, no. We're still friends, Nate. We we, we can't let okay. the modern world divide us into tribes. Even if it's there... the Heroic Rescue Trench Knife tribe. We still there... we can't fight over this. The reason being is, first off, like that ability is annoying to trigger unless you're going to deliberately like take like have someone take an action that triggers an AAO or something yeah. like that. 
Yeah. So it's like, unless the enemy is hunting you around and you, like, don't for some reason engage it when it hunts into your location. Like, it's it's very strange to trigger outside of deliberately doing it. And Got then it. you're basically just getting a damage out of it. Mm -hmm. It's like Trench Knife gives you a damage if you just use its action. And it also gives you a somewhat useful ability. But I do yeah. get that it doesn't take up the slot. Yeah. I like but it because it's fast. God, it's bad. Yeah. God, it's so bad. It yeah, doesn't I even mean, have two matching icons. Like, what is it? Yeah. What is it? Oh my this god, it's so is, bad. It is kind of an issue where, um, I mean, we're we're kind of we're kind of at the point, at least now in the modern card pool, where even dodge doesn't make decks, and dodge is kind of like the quintessential, you know, dodge and attack kind of thing. This is like a more specific version of dodge. I think dodge is way better than this card. Oh yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Dodge is more generally useful, and even dodge doesn't make decks anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, I don't even think, like, this. in the context of just the three sets, I would include dodge in a lot of Guardian decks. Um, I remember back in the day, I used to run dodge a lot because I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't as good at knowing when to, like, evade at the time. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, when I was, mm -hmm. when I was first playing, but since then, I've, I've, I've taken, like, manual dexterity over dodge, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, this is another one of those cards that I feel was like designed with that two-player uh, environment yeah. in mind, where like you've got Mark and a Seeker, and the Seeker draws an enemy during the Mythos phase, and Mark's like, "Oh man, you know I'm going to have to engage this thing off of you because I'm so frightened about shooting you in the face. So why don't you take an action that's going to trigger an attack of opportunity?" And then we get a little bit of action compression because then I engage the enemy off of you. I deal a teeny bit of damage and away we go. I just mm -hmm. don't think that's the way the game is really played. Yeah. Especially well, once of... you get to higher player counts again where, you know, you've only got six actions as two players. So you're trying to really maximize the the value of those six actions where once you get into three and four and you've got nine and 12 actions respectively a card like this is just like we'll find another solution to the problem mm -hmm. we don't need to play a card like this to to get there yeah i think it's really about that paradigm of mark daisy and daisy's helpless in fact i just noticed um when i you know pulled this up on arkham db to look at it that i found a card review on arkham db from five years ago so probably around release and what does it say when you play a dedicated combat guardian like Mark Paragon or William York, you stick close to your clue specialists, you stick around and beat down trouble that you or they find. So it's like the review the 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 card review from like five years ago is exactly that paradigm thinking. You know, of like you stay with them at all times and you take all their enemies. Yeah. So I guess in the you know, it's it's it it's just more of that evidence is like this is kind of the paradigm that the set was designed around, at least as the guardian. So would I ever play it? Probably not. But I like the I love the artwork though. I mean, look at that lady. She's picked up a five XP shotgun. You know that thing's no joke. Mm -hmm. You know, like she's got to have a combat value of like four or five or four or five to really get some like value out of that shotgun. You know, like she's kind of a badass. This is like, I mean, it's like if Zoe dyed her hair and like was you know like out partying 
and then you know problems happen. It's like she was at the Clover Club with dyed black hair, you know, and maybe she was trying to dress like cosplay as Jenny Barnes, and then you know the enemy attacked her friend, and she decided I get a resource when I engage this thing, and so she did it. I would be uh, remiss if I didn't mention that uh, this is one of the cards in this set. There are a couple others that uh, synergize with uh, Nathaniel Cho's reaction. I don't necessarily know if that makes the card incredibly better, but you are you do bump the damage up to to two rather than one. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's true. He does have counterpunch in his de- in his deck though, which is <clears throat> yeah. But I, I see what you mean. It deals two in Nathaniel because you can trigger it in the enemy phase. Which uh, it's good to do, isn't it, Daniel? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That's true. But, How would you guys rate this one? I'd give it an auto fail. This card's really bad. Yeah, there, there. It doesn't have matching icons. If it had matching icons, it'd be another thing, like we were yeah. discussing with "I'll see you in hell." But it doesn't even have that. Like, I don't see myself ever playing this. I, I want the game. I want to have the campaign where this is good, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, if this had two willpower skill icons. I'd oh, then just yeah, be willing to give it a zero just because of how precious those. Yeah, precious two willpower icons are, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. So, meh. I actually did try to play this uh, one time when I was playing two-handed, and it uh, I could never get it off the ground. It is uh, limited to enemies at your location. There is a level two upgrade for this that uh, lets you do this at uh, connecting locations as well, which is slightly better i guess but i just was never able to trigger this i thought you know oh i've got william york he can tank stuff he'll tank hits and just never happened so yeah yeah, this one gets an auto fail from me i think most of the time it's sort of like yeah you know don't worry i'll engage the enemy off you with this card i'll spend a card and a resource or i could just shoot at you and hit the enemy and save myself a card and resources and you know barring a drawing the tentacle i'll probably kill the thing so no big deal so yeah it kind of solves a problem that i think doesn't really exist a lot of the time the next card is on the hunt it is a one cost event with an intellect and combat skill icon tactic trait fast play when you would draw an encounter card during the mythos phase Instead, search the top nine cards of the encounter deck for an enemy, spawn it engaged with you instead of its normal spawn location, and shuffle the encounter deck. If you cannot, draw the top card of the encounter deck. So uh, one of the uh, issues that uh, some guardians face when they play is that they simply never draw the enemies. This lets you... uh, go fish for one it does uh, search the top nine which is pretty generous most encounter decks range from 20 to 30 cards so chances of you getting an enemy are pretty good especially if you want to go fish for an enemy that's worth vps most scenarios tend to have one of those in there and uh, if your group is particularly uh, xp uh, hungry this can get you one there is a level three upgrade in uh, edge of the earth uh, what do you guys think about this one? This is just a really cool card in general, too. Like, mm-hmm. it does something wholly unique to any other Guardian card up to this point. Like, there is no other Guardian card that lets you go dig around in the encounter deck and find an enemy. 
that's fully unique to this card and that's really cool and like you were saying like being able to fish out vp is really good because guardians especially need a lot of experience if they're trying to go for those like five xp weapons you know mm -hmm. being able to like use this to be able to help you find the enemies that you can kill to get more xp so you can get weapons so you can kill more enemies is a it's a nice feedback loop yeah i see what you mean i think my only strike against this and why i haven't played it very much is that it doesn't reduce the number of encounter cards drawn altogether so like it only works if you would have drawn a treachery that you don't like and instead you get to draw an enemy and that's like a really good thing mm -hmm. if you because um because you could have just drawn an encounter card and it was an enemy anyway and then you know this this card would have done nothing so personally i i'm not a big fan of this at higher player counts because you have a lot of because often enough when you have four players you draw four encounter cards and you're the guardian like you're able to just shoot the enemy anyway because someone has drawn it and also you blow through the encounter deck pretty fast, so you're gonna get the you're gonna get to see the victory point enemies anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing the marginal value that this gives you is kind of low in four player, in my opinion. You know, because yeah. you're drawing it you're drawing through the encounter deck pretty quick. But if you're in two player and you're like, okay, if I don't draw an enemy, I have nothing to do this turn, then yeah, I, I see why this is like pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Or then... if you're in solo, actually. I think this is actually really good in solo because you know what you're getting. Mm -hmm. you know, and then there's also yeah. just certain scenarios that require you to go fish a particular enemy out of the deck, and then all of a sudden this card is, like, the most yeah. amazing thing you could be doing. Yeah, and I also like this in Roland, because mm -hmm. Roland is definitely an investigator who's, like, he likes having an enemy engage with him, so yes. it's like, if you clear the board, go get Roland, because then he gets to use his ability. I did mention that uh, you can fish VP enemies out with, which is yeah. one use, but I think it's also important to mention, or reiterate that the enemy spawns engaged with you which if which lets you engage enemies on your terms instead of theirs which with somebody like the wizard of the order can be huge yes mm -hmm. depending on the scenario so the wizard of the order inevitably will spawn probably i think it spawn can spawn at like it has to be an empty location but sometimes those empty locations are very far away and then suddenly the timer on the game just got jump-started. This mm -hmm. lets you go get the wizard before you get to deal with him on your terms instead of his, which is pretty big. I think huh. between this, if you have both two copies of this and two copies of Let Me Handle This, like you're really providing a lot of nice enemy hunting backup for your team, I think, at that mm -hmm. point. Because you do get that enemy out of the encounter deck, so your friends can't draw it later. How would you guys rate this one? I'd give this a plus one. This is a really solid card, especially in two-player, where the Guardian may not have something to do, so they go fish the enemies out, and now they have something meaningful to do with their turn, and then hopefully that means that they're preventing their partner drawing enemies in the future. So from the four-player perspective, where I think the value of this thing is kind of less pronounced, because you're drawing more encounter cards, more enemies come out, the extra value that this gives you is not as big of a deal. I think I'm going to give this a zero from like the higher player count perspective. I don't know how often I've actually put this card in my solo decks, largely because I don't like drawing enemies when I'm playing solo. Oh, so you don't like drawing enemies altogether. I see. Altogether. So yeah. while I, I mean, it is good from a VP perspective, which a solo player could certainly use all the VPs they can get. 
I tend not to like getting like going out and fishing for an enemy seems dangerous simply because you get the one and then of course the next mythos phase you get the second and then all of a sudden as a solo player you are in deep trouble Uh, because now you've got two and one of those you brought upon yourself yeah but if you're if you've got the game situation under control let's say you've got your machete out you're ready to go don't you want to use that opportunity to say i'm drawing the wizard of the order right now and i never have to draw him and go hunt him down you know, like when you've got the game under control. No, yeah. not no. in solo. No. Oh, okay. I think in in solo specifically, you just don't have the time to deal with okay. stuff like that. Okay. You ideally you want to draw no enemies. Draw encounter okay. cards that you can just immediately deal with. Oh, that don't take actions to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Use that health and sanity as your uh, resource pool. Because essentially, any enemy you draw in solo is almost your whole turn, regardless of what enemy it is. Like, even if it takes only one kill, like, you, you still eventually have to plan your whole turn around dealing with the enemy. Oh, uh, I see what you mean. Else. Okay. Yeah, I think given it's, given the solo, I'm I'm going to go Elder Thing on this one, I think. I, I couldn't rate it, I'm... It's obviously not an auto-fail, but I don't know if I'm reaching for this one very often. I mean, I, I can definitely appreciate its value in in two-player, and if you're, if you're playing a scenario where you need a specific enemy, or you're hunting for a specific enemy, but I feel like if I drew this card, and given the choice between just sort of drawing a treachery and going hunting for an enemy, I would rather have the treachery mm-hmm. a lot okay. of the time okay. but i can certainly appreciate the uh the fact that it does give you know i find in in multiplayer you know you if you do end up in one of those stretches where there are no enemies on the table and you're a specialist who's geared up to kill stuff you're gonna have a few turns where it's like well i've got nothing to do mm-hmm. so i might as well go and go and kill something especially if it's a vp enemy and you know it's going to get placed in the victory display and you're never going to have to see it again which is yeah which is nice i do think often enough in that situation though i'd rather like from the four player perspective where i if first of all if it's four player and the board is clear then like you've pretty much already won the game because this the scenario is not catching up to you um but that would be a case where i personally i'd probably want to play something like working a hunch or if I say Roland or um, perception, if I'm not Roland, just to be like, I got a clue, you know, Hel- I helped. This is an interesting one, though. It definitely fits in that paradigm that we've been talking about, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And in like four player, you know, maybe that guardian instead does whatever location action needs to be done for that turn or something. Yeah, like that's that. true. Yeah. That's true. Especially all those things that require like, you spend clues as a group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have the you know, the guardian can take that hit and do it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, you can also use that. You can like engage things or go catch up with the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next card we're going to talk about is Inspiring Presence. It is a skill, the only level zero skill in the box. It has willpower, intellect, and combat skill icons. The innate trait. If this skill test is successful, ready an ally asset at your location and heal one damage or one horror from it. 
So this, uh, this skill helps you squeeze a little bit of extra oomph out of uh, strong allies if you just own core set and maybe Dunwich in this uh, box. Beat Cop uh, is uh, one of those allies. You can sort of heal it, get a little bit of extra damage out of it. I've often wanted to play this in my Ashcan Pete deck, but I don't think I ever have, simply because you can ready, it is one of the few ways that you can ready Duke, which is yeah. uh, pretty good. The biggest problem I have with this one is the icons are kind of wonky. I'm not too sure yeah. why they just didn't put a wild icon on this and call it a day. I'm not sure why you can't inspire people with your amazing agility, but uh, I guess if you're carrying a torch, that might be uh, too difficult. And the fact that you need to pass the test, but you're only getting one icon to do that, which is kind of, huh. yeah. What do you guys think about this one? So, like you mentioned, it does interact favorably with things like B-Cup and Guard Dog. Um, you, you can use it to kind of save a fellow ally in play if necessary. Like if, you, if your friend's Leo DeLuca is going to go down, maybe mm -hmm. next turn due to some effect, you can kind of heal a damage off of it or help it along its way. I have actually used this in Ashcan Pete for that exact reason, that you can use Duke, and that is actually pretty nice. Because mm -hmm. uh, you can you can use Duke's ability, go up to a five with this card, kill something, maybe ready ready Duke, and then move and investigate. That's pretty good. And in that deck, you play something like Grizzly Totem, and then Grizzly Totem gives you the extra icon, and now all of a sudden this card's actually pretty good yeah. because of its spread of icons. So I don't know. It's it's one of those cards that to me, when I've played it, it's better in practice than it seems. Like yeah. it seems pretty unassuming, but yeah. Readying an ally is not an ability that is on a lot of cards, and allies are specifically balanced around the fact that you can only use them once. So being able to double up on effects like that is generally really, really good. Yeah, that's true. That's where I was that's what I was starting to think. Um so it turns out in this in this cycle there are five cards, inspiring presence, Eureka, etc. Watch this. Um is another one where they have the the three different icons. But it's and I've discovered over the years is that the card isn't about the icon. It's about getting the free thing, mm -hmm. you know, that comes when you succeed. Um, so like, I almost consider these like events almost, you know, except they cost zero and they, but you got to succeed at your skill test to get them. Mm -hmm. So the question is, is your al is it, do you have an ally that's worth um, readying? And, you know, so you, so it's really about what allies you're packing in your deck. The thing is in guardian, there aren't actually a whole lot of them at this point that are worth like readying because level zero b cop discards himself guard dog doesn't need to exhaust the only one you've got is b cop level two so mm -hmm. i guess if you're all in and you're doing the b cop level two you know and because that he exhausts and deals himself a damage I'm like okay so it's more free damage you're gonna use your b cop level two twice you know I, I get it i get it you know i see what you're doing you can stack on some extra damage would i would i play this over vicious blow hell no but yeah i, I see what's going on here as mm -hmm. the card pool gets bigger, though, there are some like pretty monster allies that you want to like ready, be able to ready multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you're an off guardian or you're um, playing your off class, I mean, there's some neat combos you can do. Um, I see we have Madame LeBranche. Get yourself an extra card or resource. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of goes into the whole like Ashcan Pete thing. Let's see Milan Christopher if you're playing with the taboo list. Yeah, 
Yeah, Milan Christopher for an extra resource. Uh, David Renfield, you know, you get to heal David mm. Renfield of a damage. Yeah, it's not bad. So, like, I think at this point there aren't a whole lot of, um, like, real combos. But, yeah, I guess the key is, like, is do you have an ally worth readying? Is it worth spending a card on them? I, I do think that Ash Can Pete does yeah. really like this card. Yeah, because he could run good level zero allies. He can run, he can also run Matt on the branch, and he starts off with Duke. And Duke has mm. enough soak that you're willing to put some soak on him and then give him something to heal. Yeah, okay. and readying Duke is essentially getting two actions. Like, giving up another couple actions. Yeah, it's really I, good. I do like how both of Duke's actions match up with the icons on this card. Mm -hmm. I do like that. Yeah. <laughs> and and one thing to note, too, is that you can commit this to a friend's test, and yes. then you can ready your own ally. Yep. Which is cool, because like, yeah. you could have Mark or something on your team and you could be the alpha class guardian hand him the inspiring presence he goes up to a six pass the test you ready your ally and now you can do his, use it yeah exactly yeah you got that flexibility there and and oh yeah and i forgot to mention the one ally that you absolutely totally need to ready is akena the forgotten daughter because she exhausts to use her ability i don't know mm -hmm. if you knew that you know, i have to admit people. that this card often feels like card 31 yeah it's one of those yeah yeah it's like I, li yeah. I really like the effect, but I didn't really use it with the limited card pool. And now that the card pool is expanded and you can get icon, getting icons on skill cards is not a, a huge issue that uh, mm -hmm. the, the ones on this one just don't quite cut it. And Duke sort of being the exception, you really need a very powerful ally to, to be worth readying as a solo player like i was looking through the list i think there were 63 allies that exhaust and there was i think agency backup was one of the the biggies but as a solo player i just don't have the xp to buy something oh like, yeah to buy something like agency backup mm -hmm. so yeah yeah it's i think in solo especially you you prioritize consistency over mm -hmm. like ceiling if that makes mm -hmm. sense because it's like in solo you just need enough of of, of everything but mm -hmm. in two player and up you kind of need a bit more juice in the tank because the enemies start to scale up a little larger you know like the ghoul the ghoul priest goes to 10 hp rather than five so that becomes a lot more difficult to kill in a single turn mm -hmm. you know so it works off in situations like that where you kind of need a bit more power but in solo especially you really just prioritize yeah that being said like there's some good allies that have good exhaust effects later on mm -hmm. you know and it's it's useful to consider this guy i mean we're just talking like the days you know the days now where we have like garish he's like kind of amazing you know and oh, oh yeah and of course charlie kane he can take all of them but mm -hmm. that's like True. way down the line card pool was i'm looking at this list of all the allies that exhaust and there's some like monsters in here Things like uh, Granny Orn, level three, super good. You know, Delilah. Little Santiago, yeah. Delilah, yeah, yeah. You can do some explosions with Nephthys, Hundreds of Bast later mm -hmm. on. Yeah, so there's like, basically like the real the real time to shine is kind of coming. But in a small card pool, like you're looking at like Duke maybe. Yeah. Duke and B cup level two, which I mean to be two. fair, like if Mark you're all in, gonna, it makes Mark sense. is going to yeah. play B cup level two. Like I, that's true. Yeah. What Mark deck isn't going to play B Cup too? That's true, and it does enable an ex pretty explosive play where you um, 
hit deal the four damage in a single action. Yeah, exactly. We do. Yeah, you do a lot of action compression. So yeah, I, I can see that being a nice one of for that one time. You really need to explode a lot of damage at once. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sense. How would you guys rate this one? I'm willing to give it a zero. I, I I think it is better in practice than it kind of seems initially. Yeah. Especially if you can either like give it an extra icon and make it actually a good skill, or if you've got a really good ally like do B cop level two that you can kind of do some really yeah. cool like interactions with. This card gains a lot of stock. Yeah, I'd agree with zero on this one because it does what it does. It does what it says in the tin. Um, it doesn't cost any resources, and it it readies something, and it gives you actions healing. I mean, it's mm-hmm. never bad, but it's really about how good your ally is that you're readying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it requires that ally to be in play already. Yeah, I'm going to go zero as well. I I do like the card. It has a a unique ability on it. Like there are very mm-hmm. I can't I don't know is there you know, are there any other cards that ready allies this I think easily? It, I think the effects of one are on one hand that things that ready assets. I think yeah. there's five or fewer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that you get to heal a damage or horror from it. I mean that can win you a game if you just need that one point and certainly if you're playing ash cannon duke you're probably going to end up putting some damage or horror on duke at some point and this will give you a little bit of flexibility to to heal him up and and the fact that duke starts on the table is i mean makes the whole i need to draw my ally first thing exactly so Mm -hmm. Yeah, a uh, a very good card if you have the uh, if you've got allies to support it. You may not have those allies if you are playing with a limited card pool, but uh, as your card pool grows, there are some true uh, true monsters out there that could really uh, use a card like this. That's going to do it for part two of our look at the guardian cards in the Path to Carcosa Investigator expansion. Let us know in the comments down below. What you think? Have you had a chance to to play with any of these cards? What has your experience been? Any final thoughts? I I think it's really interesting that we're going down the paradigm, like thinking of the paradigm of uh, one guardian, one seeker. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it definitely feels like a two-player expansion. Mm -hmm. Then Um, I feel like Dunwich definitely felt more generalized a lot of these cards definitely oh, yeah. are like focused on what they want to do also another thing that's really interesting is uh what we what happened here when we had let me handle this elder sign and heroic rescue tentacle i think those two cards back to back are like a really interesting like way of just like just example of how, of what a good card is and what a bad card is because mm-hmm. you have let me handle this cost zero does the thing in a very very general sense doesn't have limitations is not specific it's just because you can use it on it's fast you can use it on anybody anywhere on the board and it like does the thing we're at heroic rescue very specific costs more have to be at the same location oh but you deal it a damage you know and like bad card so it's really interesting to see that like the generally useful card is the one that's the elder sign and it costs less than the very narrow card that costs more but they're they're both kind of trying to do a similar thing which is help exactly. an ally yeah yeah help an ally deal with stuff
That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.